she's a bus driver. And one of her um, one of her people had uh, COVID, so she had to go get tested. I understood that. Then she reached back out, and I was out of town for a funeral. And then we just lost communication. Next thing I know, I was getting sued. This is the plaintiff, Glenda Roseborough. She says she hired the defendant to do some work on her kitchen and bathroom countertops. And the pictures he shows of his work on Facebook look nothing like the crummy, unprofessional work the defendant did in her house. She's suing for $1,600, the amount she paid him. This is the defendant, Tory Jashon Johnson. He says he has no idea why the plaintiff would pay him for his work if she was so unhappy with it. She never complained to him at the end of the job, and he's not returning her money because he earned it. He's accused of shoddy workmanship. All parties, please use your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Ms. Roseboro. You yes, hired Mr. Johnson to do what at your house? He was uh, supposed to do my countertop in my both bathrooms and my kitchen, laminate. Uh-huh, and did he do it? Yes, but there were a lot of imperfections. Okay, tell me about the imperfections. Okay, some of the countertops looks good to the, just looking at it, but there are places where it's running, under the bottom of the cabinet where paint drained down, it's uh, real lumpy. And he said he would come back and, you know, straighten everything up, but he didn't. And in my bath, one of my bathrooms, it just doesn't look like anything. And he took all the burnish off one of the cabinets. There's paint all over the floor and wall. Okay, let's take a look at what we're talking about here. Okay. Okay, what is this a picture of? That is in the bedroom, a bathroom on the east side of the house. Okay, and what is it and that that picture the, depicts? What am I looking at? I'm trying to look at it closely myself. It should be paint on the floor in between the cabinet and the commode. Okay. Black paint. And what is Okay, see, and all, what is this? All that, this is a cabinet with all the burnish gone off of it. Ooh, what happened here? Was that where someone had the wrong kind of tape on it? I don't know. I really don't know, but it's bad. That's the right. floor. Mr. Johnson, what am I looking at here? What's going on? Okay, so, Your Honor, um, these are pictures of her cabinets. Yes, ma'am, I do take sole responsibility for them not being um, prepped right or cleaned up after. But um, what I do is epoxy work. I do self-leveling epoxy. So what it is, is those are drippage from it trying to feel the edge that was left. Now, the residue on there, those are droppings from, you know, the epoxy itself. 
Um, yeah, but you can't do that. You can't damage a lady's cabinets. It's kind of inherent. And when someone hires you to do countertops, they don't want new countertops on 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 cabinetry you damage. Like you can't damage it in the process. I'm so not completely. How did that happen? And why didn't you go back and fix it? We discussed to have it done to to come in for me to clean it up. She's a bus driver, and one of her um, one of her people had uh, COVID, so she had to go get tested. I understood that. Then she reached back out, and I was out of town for a funeral. And then we just lost communication. Next thing I know, I was getting sued. Yeah, but, you know, you should feel really bad that the ladies' cabinets look this way. Maybe you should have been more on top of it. What do you think was going to happen, that she was just going to sail into the sunset? I mean, you know, I I don't understand. And according to you... Yeah, no, well, eventually, there's no eventually. Once somebody comes yeah. to court, they really don't want you back over there. Ms. Roseboro, let me ask you a question. Did he just stop communicating with you, or did you get tired of calling him? How is it that, you know, you guys never connected for... He says, we just never connected for me to fix it. And what's your side of well, that? Well, I called. He set a date to show up. He did not come. I called and called, and the phone just rang and rang. And I just and decided, he just wouldn't hey, answer when you call. Right. So what else was I to do? Right. Did you ever go out and um, and see how much a carpenter would charge you to clean all this up and fix it? Because you got yes, countertops, right? And how much is it yes, going to cost to clean all that up and fix it? Well, they're talking about thirty five hundred dollars because the stripping of the floors and restaining and stuff and. That's what I said. I got to recoup some of my money some kind of way. Right. But why can't this be cleaned? Why can't the tiles be cleaned? I mean, well, just I tried. With, uh, right. And I tried. I've even got down on my hands and knees and tried to scrape them up with razor blades, paint thinner, paint remover. See, I did the living room and a portion of the kitchen floor, right. but this won't come up. I've tried and tried. Right. What I've is it you would have, if you had shown up when you should have shown up, what was it you would have taken this out with, the stuff on the top? I, I got a question. Um, I have a question. I just asked you a question. I just asked you a question. What's the answer to my question? First answer my question. The answer to your question is, we would have sanded them and got them taken care of in proper time. No, but I'm talking about now, the tile. So You're no not way. listening to there's my no question. Not You're not listening up. to my question. You're not listening it's to my question. I'm talking grout. about the tile. But my no, I'm not. It's not in the grout. You see how there's the, the the whatever epoxy you were using is not only in the grout. It's in the tile too. Do you see that? The the grout is gray, ma'am. I see the black dots. Yeah, I know what That's grout is. Do you see the black dots? All over the I tile as the well. Black you dots. see that? Okay. It's not and so, how would that. one take those yeah, out? They're sanded. They're they're normally sanded. The and tile. Then they come right up. It's plastic. Epoxy okay. is plastic. But once it's cured, it's cured. But then, what happens here? Like, and what what about here? These big bubbles. Those are drippings that have to that be sanded. That's, those are drips that have to If it's so easy, why didn't you just show up and do it? She did. Because sa- you're making it sound super easy. She had to get tested. She had to get tested. Yeah, but she after that. Tested. She reached out, and I was out of town. I was in California. What do you want me to do? I want you, when you come back from... To, I want you to tell her I'm in California, and then I want you to tell her I come back Thursday, and then I want you to tell her, can I be there Friday? That's what I want. Before you filed the lawsuit, how long did you wait? She talked to me in July. She talked to me in July. She was off the first week So July, August, September. Right. 
All those months you had to go over there and sand stuff, right? And you didn't? I guess that's your point? Okay, I got it. Do you have any estimates for cleaning this stuff up, ma'am? Not yet, I don't. So you're just going on what they told you? Yes. Is this, I'm looking at the top edge of that thing and I can see all of the drippings all over the edge of it. I mean, it's it's on the countertop too, right? It's self-leveling, ma'am. Yes. Okay, first of all, if you say one more time, one word to me, in a condescending fashion, I'm just gonna turn you off, which is the equivalent of getting kicked out of court. So try to figure out a way to speak to me with a little bit more respect. When you tell me it's self-leveling, I don't really care. I want you to explain to me what that is. Were you taking advantage of the fact that maybe her vision isn't what it was when she was younger? Tell me what that no. is and how you would turn no. that kind of work over to somebody and accept payment. You tell me how this edge of this could look like you spilled an entire can of stuff and how somehow that would be a way to give it to her. Well, if you knew the I'm ruling in favor of the plaintiff and the entire amount that she wants. $1,600 verdict for the plaintiff. So the plaintiff is going to get the $1,600 she was seeking. You know, Mr. Johnson, you accepted full responsibility at the beginning of the lawsuit, uh, the case, for not cleaning up properly. So you got to give her $1,600 because you didn't clean up. What do you think? Well, um, I'm, I'm used to this. I mean, what it is is it's self-leveling. She didn't understand, neither did the judge. This is a craft that is done. I'm getting through because I didn't clean up. That's right. I didn't clean up because exactly of a right. miscommunication between two grown adults. So it is what it is. Well, it cost you 1600 bucks. Sorry about that. That's that's a yeah. decision. Ms. Roseboro, let me ask you a question. You, do you think the $1,600 is going to be enough for you to clean up all of the mess? Or don't you know? No, I don't, but I will accept it. Okay, well, you <laughs> that's what you sued for, so that's what you're going to get. After you pay, Marilyn, you lose all of your leverage and all of a sudden the phone calls where people were jumping and ready to come in and take care of everything there's no one there right, right? all of a sudden right. uh, you, you know, they've moved on to the next one you're lonely you're like the you're Mayt lonely. maytag repairman right. all you're of a lonely. sudden so i have a picture here of uh, of the edge of that countertop and i have to say that's pretty bad there are big lines Along there are the lines side. on the countertop. Trips, I mean, it's not yeah. just on the yeah. bottom of it right. that you just, you right. know, I mean, it's it, it's a terrible way to hand over a right. piece of work. Right. And, you know? and, and to say, well, it's self-leveling. Yeah, every liquid is self-leveling. Yeah, so, so it's going to seek its lowest point eventually. But, you know, that doesn't, uh, that doesn't uh, atone for the way this looks. And the other thing... And the destruction of the cabinets. Right. So he knows how he left it. Yeah. Mm. That's kind of, kind of really low. Right. Marcy wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, if I'm issued a speeding ticket by a security officer, not the police, with a, within a gated community, do I have to pay? Well, this is not a court case if it's inside the gated community. What you have to look at is the rules and regulations within the gated community. And my guess is those rules and regulations say that if you did something wrong and the security stops you, you got to pay. That'll do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. This is the plaintiff, Cheyenne Connors Murphy. She says she purchased what she thought was a sweet Cadillac Escalade from the defendant. But the thing died on the highway a few days after she bought it. The guy knowingly sold her a dud, and she's suing for the $4,000.50 she's owed.
This is the defendant, Michael Wineley. He says the plaintiff fell behind on her car payment, and he had to repossess the car from her. How she thinks she can win this case is beyond him. But hey, it's a free country, so go ahead, give it your best shot. He's accused of unloading a crummy caddy. All parties, please your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket. The plaintiff says she bought what she thought was a cherry Cadillac from the defendant and says it turned out to be a piece of junk. But the defendant says he had to repossess the thing from the plaintiff for non-payment and says the plaintiff doesn't have a legal aid to stand on. It's the case of that's one crappy caddy. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Murphy, you can put your hand down now. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Tell me what happened. Um, I purchased the car August the 12th. Um, we discussed about getting the car. Um, before I purchased the car, I noticed some issues. We agreed upon the issues to be fixed um, that following Monday. Well, before that following Monday, I would say, was it, I would say two days later, um, the car stopped working. Stopped working. It just shut off completely. Um, I called him that Friday to try to get a hold of him. No response, no, no nothing. Um, that Sunday, I had got it towed to the shop uh, for Monday repairs. And also, I called him again. I contacted him again, explained to him, like, I need these issues resolved. He didn't respond. I had to really get nasty with him to get a response. Okay. Did you get a response? Like, what made you tow the car uh, and know that they'd get to it on Monday, or did you just tow it there so that it would be ready? That following Monday, we agree upon the the, the monitor and the power and steering. It was getting fixed that Monday. That's why I paid the extra. Okay, that had already been for, okay. So that had already okay, been on the plan. Been established. Okay, got it. So. You get it towed over there. Then when do you talk to him and what do you guys talk about? I was supposedly, because I just got off the phone with him, um, and I was supposedly thought they talked to him about uh, getting these additional work done. It didn't go as planned. They didn't have no knowledge of these works needed to be done. They didn't have the knowledge of the parent steer needed to be done that day. After we agreed upon that, was it Wednesday? Mr. Winley, uh, was she supposed to be bringing the car in on Monday to get some repairs that had been agreed upon beforehand? I am the owner. I did not know anything about it. I didn't know anything okay. about what was going on to maybe a week later. And okay, when I asked so let me go point, back to you, Ms. Hold on, hold on. We'll get back to you then in a moment. Ms. Murphy, so now what happens? Do they do the repair that you were there for? No, they didn't do nothing. Um, I ended up calling the police, and when I called the police, he told me he Wait, wait, on Monday? You, wait, wait, on Monday you called the police? Um, yeah, because he wasn't responding. He wasn't trying to tell me nothing. They wasn't trying to tell me, um, was that when these, you know, these issues was going to get fixed or anything. I even offered them to put me in another car or refund my money. Okay. Let's go back to the actual car sale and see what the documents say. Okay. This is the bill of sale to you. And was this car sold as is, or did it have a warranty, Mr. Winley? This car was sold as is, no warranty. How many miles did this car have? Uh, according to the paperwork, 155,750 miles. So I'm looking at your warranty, and it clearly says, Ms. Murphy, as is, no dealer warranty. But, Mr. Winley, it also says, we have agreed to fix her dash gauges and power steering pump. Customer has paid 200 for parts and labor. 
That's right on her paperwork. Can you see that? I see it. Uh, what she told me the car was there for is that she wanted me to put a new battery in it, an alternator. And I told her that that was not part of our agreement. Okay. Well, did you guys do what you had agreed to fix? Uh, to be 100% honest with you, I, uh, I'm not sure whether we fixed that part of it or not. But I, out of kindness, after listening to her email me back and forth, I told my guys to go ahead and put an alternator in a and a bat new battery in it just to make her be quiet. So we did do well, that. Well, don't you have business records? Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. You're getting sued, and you're getting sued not just in regular court, but on the people's court. So the entire nation's eyes are on you. Um, and so I'm curious, did you look at your paperwork, and what did you guys fix, and what didn't you fix? Don't you have paperwork for all that stuff? Truthfully, ma Your Honor, I cannot tell you if that was fixed or not. The, all right. Did she the take the car? Was... Did she take the car that day? No, she left to sit there for like three or four weeks and never came got it. Okay, did you, Ms. Murphy, did you ever take the car back or you just left it on the lot I that could, day? I couldn't get the car because the car was, it never started. I couldn't move the car because nothing was never done on it. Here's what I'm not understanding. You called the police that day, and according to you, who did you speak to that said, we're not fixing your car because you called the police? Who did you speak to? I spoke with him through text, and he sent me a text. That's what I have. Do you to, have um, the text have where he says we're not fixing anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so on Friday you say, hey, my, I'm at the side of the road, broke down. On Saturday you say, hey, can you give me a call? On Sunday you say, I'm honestly trying to be nice here, but I'm really highly upset at this point. His answer is, we do not work on cars. Sounds like it needs a battery or an alternator. Get someone to fix it. We only sell cars, and we sell them as is, no warranty. It might need a fuse. I only answer my phone during business hours. I'm with my family today. Respect my privacy. I understand you sell cars as is, but my thing is I'm still within the lemon law. And you answer, this is the last time I will answer your text. Not in business hours. There's no lemon law in used cars. It needs a battery or an alternator. Call the car lot tomorrow. I'll advise them to get you a different battery and sell you an alternator for about 50 bucks. So on Monday, you say, can you give me a call? I'm trying to be nice here, but I need some type of response. I'm getting a set. You're not responding. All I'm asking is, can you put me in another car that's drivable or return my money? I told you this 10 times. We sell cars as is. You list all my kindness by stopping in and calling the police. Once a customer does that, the car is sold as is. No warranty, no kindness left. This is what you tell a customer? Do you know what it is? No warranty means look it up before you sign. I will also sue you for harassment. Yes, harassment, disrupting my business. Yes, I also want all drug dealers in jail. That's where you all belong. Why are you telling your customer that? Uh, Go ahead, Mr. Basically, Wine. her boyfriend and her husband and her... Other people are major drug dealers, and they buy cars from me, and I don't want to associate with that crowd no more, and I don't know why they keep coming to me, and I try to tell her I do not want that crowd around me. Uh, and the, the girl uh, Apparently the their money's green people. enough, but... So now what happens is... You know, it's time to pay the payment, but you don't, you're not going to pay the payment. You don't even have the car, and they're telling you tough. And what you want is your money back because you're saying that they breached the contract. They're saying that you breached the contract. Now, what ended up happening with the car, Mr. Winley? Where is it today? Well, uh, she, we repoed the car, right? And then she, we gave her her 10-day notice that if she doesn't pay for her car in 10 days, we, the car will now but long back to Michael J. Auto Sales. May I see so proof that not... you sent the notice? Let me see proof that you sent the notice, because you didn't not, even introduce it. Right. 
No, and you didn't even introduce into evidence today any anything supporting that you did an official legal repo. You didn't even have any paperwork on anything. We asked you and you took a piece of paper and wrote down the following in handwriting. Let's see. You wrote this out, which I guess you wrote today. And uh, yeah. you're charging $600 for repossessing it, but you, it was on your lot. You didn't have to repossess it. You're charging $250 for cleaning it. The lady had it two days. You're charging $250 for reposting it on Craigslist, but that's free. Completely went through the truck and fixed all issues. That's what she wanted you to do. Changed tires, changed oil filter, and tune-up, $1,500. And so what you did is this car got sold to another individual, right? Uh, we fixed all the problems. That we drove it, fixed whatever problems we believed it had, and we sold it to another individual, which has... That car is also in the repo. So you resold the car for 4000 So if you get that money, which I know you financed, and you're saying now that it, that's in repo, do you have that car again then? I do not have the car back. We have not been able to find it yet. It's in repo. Okay. Do you have any evidence that it's in repo? I'd like to say something about the, uh, all the questions that you're asking me. I've been to small claims court in Cincinnati probably 20 times. And they never ask all the information you're asking for. I've never been asked for all the stuff that you're asking me for before in my life. Welcome back to the People's Court. This is great. So the defendant is saying that he's been to court like 20 times, and he's never dealt with a judge who was so thorough as Judge Millian, and he doesn't like it. Let's go back into the courtroom. When you've gone to small claims, no one asks you for proof of the new sale so that they can figure out if any money's due. No one has they ever, asked, ever you that. asked me for proof of a new sale. Okay, well, then that, if that's true, and I highly doubt it, then that's a sad state of affairs in Cincinnati. That is all I can tell you. Because Ohio has laws that talk about how an appropriate repossession occurs. But I don't even need to get into all that. Because what I have is the following She buys the car. Two days later, the car is no longer a car. It doesn't work. He's right that it's an as is sale. So that's a problem for you. But then. She has a side deal with you guys where you're supposed to do a certain amount of work, and she gave you guys $200 to do that work. That is part of the sale of the car. It's right in the contract that I showed you. And what happens? Everybody gets into a Kianis Mas Macho match, and you send her a text saying, that's it. You get the police involved. Now my kindness is over, and we're not going to do anything for you. And she points out it's part of the contract that you, I gave you 200 bucks to do other work, and then that's it. Nobody's doing the other work. You don't have proof you did the work that's part of the contract. You don't have any proof you did it. You don't have the mechanic who did the, the work you claimed that you were going to do to get the car running. We have no evidence that the car was running on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, on any time. You have no evidence, and your, your answer is to look at me and, said, and say, I've been to court 20 times and no judge asks for evidence. Like... I'm too demanding because I want evidence? No. As far as I'm concerned, you guys breached the contract. You breached the contract when you didn't follow what you put in the contract, which is you gave us $200 and we're going to fix these other things for you. So as far as I'm concerned, Mr. Winley, you and your agency are the ones who breached the contract and not Ms. Murphy. And I'm ordering you to return her $3,000 plus the 200 she pays for repairs that we have zero evidence ever took place. I'm not going to order him to pay you for the tow. The tow was your business because it broke down and you didn't have a warranty. 
In other words, you have a right to have that work done, but this new stuff with a battery and an alternator is not something that you have a right to be recompensed for. He's right. He was doing that. At, you know, he was just going get to get it done. That's why it's, you know, I got a bad temper. You got a bad temper. Sometimes it helps. Sometimes it doesn't. You would have gotten that work done for free, maybe, or there might have been other problems with the car. I don't know. But the bottom line is you're probably pretty happy that you're just out of it. Um, so I am going to order them to return the $3,000 plus the $200 that you paid for a sum total judgment in favor of the plaintiff in the amount of $3,200 because I find that it's the defendant who breached the contract by not doing that additional work that you paid for in your very original contract. Good luck, folks. So the plaintiff is going to get $3,200 back. She's going to prevail, no question about it. Mr. Winley, the car dealer, I'd like to know what you're thinking right now. You just kind of got it from the well, judge. She's asked me for a lot more information than I've ever been asked before, but I guess maybe she's a lot better judge than what I'm used to. There you go. I think you probably hit the nail on the head. All right, Ms. Murphy, you must feel pretty good right now. Yep. I got my point across. Okay. Hey. Good enough. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. I'm not really sure, but I think that was a compliment when the defendant <laughs> said you're, you're a little more demanding or a little better than most of the judges <laughs> thought of. I was kind uh, of surprised myself. Right, but. <laughs> right. but interesting in this case, if there hadn't been that, that deal, that little side deal That's for right. $200, it would It'd have been a out very, very different case, right? Because so the then was I got to go. That, that was there. In right, a way. right. She got lucky because there was that additional. Uh, requirement right. in the contract right. and he Which had no proof that it, at the end of the yeah day. because otherwise i've got to go through the math i've got to figure out what his right. expenses are whether she gets right. any money back on the new sale right. and everything else um and you know figure out whether he followed ohio law whether he sent her the notice that he was repoing and you know none of which he had submitted into right. evidence and right yeah, had they, but you know. they do have to dot the i's and cross yeah. the t's on things like that but an interesting aspect of the case as well is that he's already flipped that car again that car's been it's been resold. It's getting repoed. It's in the process. Of well, he says that, but that's the first back, time that's come up. Get back it. out again, and, and then he'll sell it again. It's the it? gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, for, in a way, but you know. Yeah. So uh, yeah. It, as long as people pay. Right. So Daryl wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, if you're a healthcare worker in a setting with COVID-positive patients, is it illegal for your employer not to offer you hazard pay? You know, this is so interesting. Most states are not requiring hazard pay. Some are, but a lot of companies have specific rules on that. So I would first check your state. My guess is probably they're not going to demand it, but then I would check your company because they may have rules that entitle you. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. This is the plaintiff, Caitlin Giulino. She says she was buying some pigs, so she hired the defendant to build her a pig shed. He seemed legitimate at first, but once she gave him a deposit, he began to play games. Never even started the job, and she's suing for the $1,500 she gave the guy. This is the defendant, Jim LaRosa. He says he suffered some serious health issues and had to delay the plaintiff's project. Now she wants a full refund, but he spent a lot of her money on supplies, which are still in her yard. And this woman is being unreasonable. He's accused of being a bit piggy. 
All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says she hired the defendant to build her a pig shed for her piglets and says the guy didn't even start the job. But the defendant says things got a little delayed due to circumstances out of his control. He already bought all of the supplies and says the plaintiff should show some patience. It's the case of this little piggy went to court. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Giulino, how are you? Can you please tell me, uh, how was it that you discovered the defendant and his company? I found the defendant on a Facebook ad. He had listed... And what was it you were trying to have done? I was looking to have a 12-foot by 16-foot gambrel roof shed built to house some pet pigs that I'm looking to purchase. Okay, and... (laughs) Interesting. And then, so you hired him to do it, and how much was he going to charge you? What was the deal? So we spoke over the phone, and we went over all the specifics that I was looking for, and we agreed upon a price of $5,000. All right. And did you have any examples of his work in order to determine whether you should hire him or anything? Yes. When we spoke on the phone, um, I asked him for some pictures, and he did email me, I'm sorry, he texted me a picture of a shed that looked very similar to the shed that I was looking to have built. How do you know he built it? Well, actually, it's funny you say that because it turns out it looks like the picture that he sent is a stock image, which I later found out. How did you find that out? Um, I was looking online at when I, when this whole deal fell apart, I was looking online for other um, people to build the shed for me. And I was looking for pictures to send to them. And I came across the picture that he had sent the to me. The same picture. exact same picture. Where did you come across it? On a Google image search. It was a, a stock image for a shed that you can purchase. Okay, let's talk about the deal that you struck with him. $5,000 and he wanted 30% of it up front. Um, so you end up giving him a deposit that was in the amount of 1500 correct? Yes. What day did you do that? On August 10th, he came over to my and house. He, according to the contract, he was supposed to start when? On August 27th. And end when? On September 1st, correct? I believe it was... Yeah, September 1st, on or before September 1st. Okay, so did you start on August 27th, Mr. LaRosa? No, I did not. What happened? I actually, and I'm not making excuses, however, I actually had some major health issues. Uh, A associate of mine was in touch with Caitlin a few times, and she had said she wants to shed bill or she wants to be reimbursed. Since then, my health has deteriorated. Uh, as far as the photo goes, I've built sheds and had shed published for Tough Sheds and other shed companies. So yes, she's correct, that is a stock photo, but it's a photo of a shed that me and my partners built together. Welcome back to the People's Court. The plaintiff caught the defendant using a stock photo of his work and says it's totally misleading. Let's go back into the courtroom. What happened, though? Why didn't you show up on on August 27th? I ended up in the hospital on the 21st, and I was in the hospital for two weeks. And due to issues with the complications from my surgeries, I have not been well since, and I since had to shut down the company because of my health issues. I mean, this is an unfortunate event, and... Right. 
I'm sorry to hear that, and I hope that you have better days ahead of you. Um, she wants her money back because she gave you $1,500, and she doesn't have the shed. So what is your response to that? Well, she was told that she has $900 worth of materials on her property. Right, but she doesn't want your lumber. Um, maybe the next person who is going to be able to do his job doesn't want the same stuff you bought. You know, if you weren't going to be able to do the job, it was time to send somebody else in your business to go pick up that lumber and return it when you could. Where's that lumber now? Is all this lumber from these two receipts on your property? No. Where is when, it? When the, the lumber that was supposed to be delivered, well, it was delayed. And then the lumber that ended up being delivered was a very partial delivery. And I called- Where is the lumber that was delivered? Some of it is still here. And some of it I- Where did other of it go? Why isn't it all still there? I sent him a letter stating that if he did not pick up the lumber by the end of October, that it was gonna be considered abandoned and I could do what I please with it. Okay, when did you send that letter? I sent a letter on October 1st. I sent it to two different email addresses and I sent it certified mail to the two addresses that he had on the contracts because he had two different okay. co- um, addresses on the contract. And I stated in the letter that- did you that receive those, those letters, sir? And those emails? I did not, I did not receive, the only letter I received from her was, well, the email I received from her was, she wants, she wants to cancel the contract. I didn't receive anything- Right, but she sent forfeiting lumber certified and- mail to your address, something. And if you guys don't pick up your certified mail, not much can be done about that. Show me the email. What's the date of the email or messages that you sent him regarding pick up your lumber? The email that when I told him that I wanted my, my money refunded is the same email where I told him about the lumber. And the date, it's, it's a copy of an email address that I had printed and sent certified mail, and it was sent on October 1st. You've told me your personal issues for which I offer my sympathy, but that does not change the fact that we entered into an agreement. For whatever reason you haven't commenced, I am instructing you to promptly return to me my initial payment. If I do not receive it by October 15th, I will take all necessary action. Please contact me to discuss how and when you will return my payment. Arrange a mutually convenient time for you to remove the wood that you placed on my property and tell me what your proper mailing address is. If the wood is not removed by you by October 31st, it will be considered abandoned by you, and I reserve the right to do whatever I consider appropriate with it. I mean, I don't know what else a lady can yes. do. She's, you know, she's emailing, she's texting. Uh, a relative of yours, I guess, was talking with her saying, don't yes. worry, we'll return the whole amount. The check is in the mail. The check was mailed. Um, all kinds of stuff have been said to her throughout this time. I don't know, I don't know about the, uh, I, I'm not, I, I'm The check sorry, was mailed was one of the, who's Tony? Tony is my uncle. Okay, well, Tony was telling her the check was mailed was his last text, right? That it had been mailed? Correct. Yeah, I mean, my, he said the my, last my thing we want to do is him. drag I'm our sorry. feet. Yeah, that's, that was the last text Tony sent her. I, I, then I have to sincerely apologize to Caitlin because I was not aware that Tony had told you that. And I apologize for that. And yeah, the whole time he's saying to her that you're going to return the money and that everybody's just trying to get through with. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, uh, judge uh, your honor. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know how. And Caitlin, my sincere apologies. 
whatever we have to do to rectify this, I will do whatever. Here's what we're going to do. I have to. Yeah, you you got to return the $1,500. And if there's any lumber still on your property, I'm going to give you three days to pick it up if you want to pick it up. If you don't pick it up, then uh, because she if, has, if she she's use, right. After 30 um, days, it's abandoned property. So if you want it, pick it up. If you don't want it, um, you know, ditch it. Uh, but you've got 72 hours to pick up whatever wood is left there. Do you have a problem if he comes again, on your property to pick it up? I, I suppose not. Okay, no, I don't want to put you in a position that you find awkward. So what we'll do is after this case, my staff will arrange a transfer and, and some, but through some mutually convenient way Your that Honor, doesn't make anybody Honor, uncomfortable. I, yeah, yeah. Your Honor, could I make this easier? I'm not going to come pick up the, yep. the wood. She's been through enough, and I was given misinformation, and this is on me as the owner of the company and the face of the company, and I will do... Now, this is me talking, not my uncle. I will do what needs to be done to make this correct and to make Caitlin whole again. Okay. So what you're going to do is you're going to pay her back her $1,500. You can do whatever you want with the wood, Ms. Giolino. All right, folks. Thank you. Take care, and I hope that you uh, stay healthy. Thank you. Thank you. So the plaintiff prevails. Mr. LaRosa, what do you think about the judge's decision? It's very fair. I, uh... I'm actually astonished that a family member of mine would give uh, one of my customers false information, and I'm 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 actually very sickened by it. Well, that's a very interesting reaction indeed. So you're okay with it? Well, good for you, Miss Giolino. What are you thinking oh, yeah, yes. right now? I was trying to be understanding the whole time and trying to be patient with everything, but. After after a couple months, it just got out of control. And without any responses, it it just didn't seem fair. Well, good for you. You did the right thing. And that's what the laws, you know, small claims courts are for. So congratulations. You'll get the 1500 back. When somebody stiffs you on a contract where you've laid out money and you expect something to happen within a certain period of time, it's kind of insult to injury when you get that text message or the email saying, hey, it checks in the mail. Checks in the mail. <laughs> right? That's just kind of kind of fade yeah. the heat away for a little while. Uh, believe me, the last that. thing we want to do is drag this out. There was right. a series of, it was really lovely, you know, that, right. that and until it didn't happen. And yeah. she was just being strung along for all those months. Right. The defendant here didn't really have much of a defense to this. And he had no defense. The outcome of the case... I think it was surprised to hear that his family had said the that's check is in him. the mail. That shocked him. I think it shook him up a little bit because, you know, even he was though embarrassed. He's, yeah, even though he's gone through health problems and he was unable to hold up his end of the bargain, I think he found that kind of undignified and maybe insulting. Yeah. So this was preordained. The outcome was as plain as a pig on a sofa, pretty much, <laughs> right? As they say. Do they say that? Do they say that? Because I've never heard no, anybody say Tanya wants to know this. Hey, Harvey. Is it possible for my coworkers and I to start a class action lawsuit against our employer for forcing us to work through our lunch breaks? Well, you're entitled under labor laws to have lunch breaks. And if they're not doing it, you go to the state labor commission, either you or all you guys. <laughs>